and welcome to 3Q, where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. I'm your host, Rachel Vogel, and tonight we are in for a very special treat. Joining us is Rich Robinson, Executive Vice President and Global Head of Synchronization and Media Original Music at Warner Chapel Music. Rich first joined Warner Chapel in 2018, where he was responsible for leading the company's sync activities outside of the US. While in that role, his team was named Music Week's Sync Team of the Year two years in a row. He's also played a key role in helping launch the company's creative services department, helping the A&R, sync, and digital teams identify new and untapped opportunities. Prior to joining the publishing company, Rich spent five years at Warner Music, where he established and oversaw music supervision for films and television, including Netflix's Residue and feature-length films such as Kill Your Friends and I, Tanya. So we are so excited to have Rich with us. And with that, let's jump right in to question number one. Rich, imagine for a second you're sitting down with your 25-year-old self. What one piece of advice would you give him on a personal note? And what one piece of advice would you give him from a business perspective? So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the the professional one, which I think is is quite easy. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when I when I grew I grew up in a small town in the middle of England, and you know when I was considering my career options, I I don't think music was ever something that anyone talked about I've always been really passionate about music and I've always loved music but I never really ever thought that was possible and and I was recently you know on the program helping some students and they said to me you know did you always know you wanted to do what you do and I was like I never knew it even existed let alone (laughs) you know my teachers would have never encouraged that they would have said things like get a real job and maybe maybe (laughs) they were right who knows but uh, but I think one of the things I, this is a long-winded way of getting to my answer, but but one of the things I think is, is we've made much, a lot of progress with is being able to talk about our passions and explore, you know, careers that might have previously been considered, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat indulgent or or arty and not not real things. You know, when I was growing up, it was like, no, like what do you really want to do? You can't do that. So I think one of the things is definitely that you can kind of do anything and even mm-hmm. if you don't do it or you don't achieve it doesn't matter but you can go for anything and you should feel empowered to do so and I think for the first part of my career I definitely had like a an imposter syndrome of like I don't know what oh I'm yeah doing. and you know <laughs> sooner or later people will find out I don't know what I'm doing and then you realize that everybody's learning and on the same journey and mm-hmm. you know and, and I think you you sort of have to find that out for yourself but certainly professionally I would sort of say to myself to to like feel free to explore things and you don't have to make definitive decisions either I I don't think you know I was in a band and like I was really that's what I really wanted to do oh wow I didn't really think it was in any way you know a realistic longer term option but I wanted to delay it until as long as possible but I think you know so, so I didn't really like start my career properly until I was out of university you know and done some sort of holding jobs while I was trying to make music and you know then kind of come to it later so it wasn't this grand plan for me but it I think once you figure out you can go for something you can really go for it but I I I was reluctant to do that because of the you know I didn't do the right degree course or maybe I didn't Mm -hmm. know people I wasn't brought up in a metropolitan area and you know my background I didn't know anybody in that world and all these things that would have kind of that would have kind of detracted me from doing it. But mm-hmm. 
so so the the advice would be about like give give everything a shot and you're entitled to give it a shot everybody is you know absolutely we've all got we were you know I'm very privileged in lots of ways and we all have lots of advantages and disadvantages but I really you know everyone should feel you know empowered to give it a shot and that's that's kind of what I would tell myself I think professionally nice I feel like that kind of tied into the personal, but anything else that you want to add personally? Yeah, it's a, it's a little related. I don't know, like most of the things I try and tell myself, I, I still try and tell myself now, I've not learned yeah. a lot of it in that, friends. You know, like mm-hmm. to, to kind of, you know, this is very personal, but not to take as much personally, I guess. Right. <laughs> one thing. Yeah. That, that, that's hard to do. But, but again, I, I you know, one of the things I, I believe in the power of, of connections and people and and building relationships and you know and I think you sort of instinctively do that with your friendship groups and and it's there's there's a way to do that you know that's really rewarding professionally and they're too tying but but I think you know I, I kind of always felt like I want to do it slowly and properly anything like yeah. you build relationships and pay them off you know I know some people might be a little bit more kind of in a rush to get get things done but I, I believe in a bit of the long game I guess it's a bit of karma all that sort of stuff that it, mm-hmm. it pays off in the end so yeah I think that that kind of belief and and, and there's a fine line between belief and arrogance I suppose in some mm-hmm. sense but but you know feel it feel you know that you can go for stuff I think is it does cross a little bit of both I guess yeah, that's that's great. That was a great answer. I think especially I'm glad that you brought up the imposter syndrome before because I feel like that is so not talked about enough, especially like in this industry. But I think a lot of people experience it. So it's yeah, important and I, to know. I think again, like there's such a fine line with it because the second you think you do know what you're doing is when you're really in trouble. <laughs> I think yeah, and, exactly. There's a really he- there's a real healthy amount of of self-doubt and self-belief that come in the same package I suppose you know because mm-hmm. if, if you if you have no sort of um if you're not questioning whether you're doing the right thing then that's not a good thing either but mm-hmm. but yeah but I do think I think it comes back to that same thing which is really like you, you sort of bestow things onto other people thinking that you know maybe they know what they're doing or they're more entitled to do this than mm-hmm. I am and that and it should be an even playing field and, and we we know for lots of reasons it's not and then, but we can all kind of do a bit about it I suppose you know and feel that way definitely yeah and we're all learning as we go whether you believe it or not <laughs> yeah a hundred percent yeah it's like and and like like learning becomes I, I didn't really I, I have much more of an appetite to learn now than I did when I had the access to learn more you know when studying mm-hmm. but yeah right. it's it's a under appreciated thing learning I think definitely awesome so let's jump right into question two so every industry has its dirty little secrets and you and I both know that it's no different in the music industry and sometimes people think that's a bad thing but that's not always the case sometimes they can be quite good what's one secret you would like to share with our listeners about the industry Ah, phew, there's, there's so many ways to <laughs> go with that. Uh, you know, I know. Uh, I'm going to go a very wholesome way. And, and one of the things I think is is the 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 kind. It's a weird secret to have about the music industry, but it's full of people who love music, right? And I say that because it's of, particularly in the major labels, and and actually my 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 sort of 
growing up tastes and you know when I attempted to make music I was it was very much from a sort of indie background and I had that sort of aesthetic and I had this idea that major labels particularly were some kind of corporation and you know yes they're big companies but but what I, when I first joined EMI Records my first kind of foray into that you know I was so shocked by how many people were just passionate music lovers you know from every sort of level of the company you know whether you're connected to the talent or just you know work in the organization there's so many people who are really passionate about music and I think that's a slightly underappreciated <laughs> fact about majors in particular and mm -hmm. i think it's a secret i'm not sure how dirty that one is but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, okay. that's, i think there's a bit of a secret in that that, that is the case and is underappreciated but i was trying to you know thinking about that there's a there's a ton of things and, and it's a collection of individuals obviously and there's lots of di different mm -hmm. situations about that but i think uh, yeah i think that's one of the things that people don't necessarily realize which is weird because it's so, sort of a given but it's become a given mm -hmm. the other way going oh you just work at the major it's all about the money and it's all about whatever mm -hmm. it's really not like you know at, at Warner Chapel there's ton you've you find people and you bond with people over the most unlikely little mm -hmm. music endeavor that you kind of find out and you go oh no way you like this and, and then you kind of get into it and that's like it, it does feel like it exists a bit secretly because it's like people are trying to be so you know yeah <laughs> very professional front and they're kind of mm -hmm. like secret music lovers in the music company so yeah that that's that's what I think yeah that's great I think also going off of that like how the music industry can is very competitive just it just is and so like starting off you know going through internships and everything it kind of like weeds out the people but you don't realize it until you get to your job and everybody there like made it because they love music yeah it does and it, and it can get a bit forgotten and and people I suppose you know there are people who have become a bit jaded by mm -hmm. it and, and working in it in a certain way but you know there is there is that magic and I guess that's why it is so competitive is that people you know it's a real privilege to get to be talking about this every day and being around mm -hmm. you know creators and and you know music means so much to people and that's like that's huge it's, mm -hmm. it's such a big thing definitely great well we have already reached our third and final question without further ado uh let's get into it throughout your career i can only imagine you've been asked a lot of questions whether for industry conferences the media or even a promotion but throughout all those interviews and all of those questions i'll bet there was one that you have never been asked but would have liked to so what is that question and what would be the answer there, there's actually a, a, a ton of these I, I i've got you know be there's not one that sort of massively stands out to me in that sense that mm -hmm. i think about it a lot but actually i i kind of i i always think that i want to be asked i think the one question is a more of a general one is like i don't think we ask people what do you think about that enough mm. And, yeah, you know, that's a good one. It, it, we, we're so much like, what are the facts around there, and what are the, you know, what's the information, and what's what's your experience of doing this? Like, what do you think mm -hmm. about it? And like, how do you come across it? And it, it, that's something that that I think, especially recently, in the way the way sort of the media landscape is and the social media landscape is, I, there's not enough sort of like healthy debate about stuff. There tends to be so mm -hmm. much like strong opinion. And, you know, and, and one of the things in 
in my role that I think about at Warner Chapel is, is that we really want to be able to talk to writers about what we think about what we should be doing, what we think is a good move and a good look and what we think is great value and how, where we think this best maximizes these amazing mm -hmm. songs or this catalog and what we think is a fair, equitable, you know, remuneration or lots of different ways in which we think about it. That I, I found sometimes historically, the label's a bit like, hey, here's the facts you make a decision and 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 I think with within those things it's like I like I, I kind of not I don't remember a time where I said what do you what do you think about that like what's, right. what's your take on it this thing it's just your personal opinion and I don't know maybe I value my own opinion too much but <laughs> but you know that I, I I think about that a bit this this that sort of healthy debate and being able to talk about stuff and work things through you know mm -hmm. I, I, um yeah being being able to be perceive you know again like at water chapel we like to perceive ourselves as as you know as experts in this space mm -hmm. and understand how it works and it, it's not saying that your your experience or your opinion is always exhaustive but you've got a huge amount of value to give in your experience in that situation so like so what do you think like so you know mm -hmm. what do you think about this you yeah know, that, <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of the thing that that, that pops into my mind amongst a ton of other things and, and potentially very worried about giving our opinions and how that mm -hmm. looks and, and that's I guess that's symbolic of of the fact that you know we're, we we are all conscious changing human beings and and you know our, our perspective on things changes as we gain more experience and we get older mm -hmm. our mind and bodies change along with everything that changes around us and and our opinions change and that's okay and, and hopefully we change and if we make mistakes you move on and you know I think people are very afraid to give their opinion because of how it might be reflected in another way or you know later down the line and but yeah yeah the the, the whole like gaining a perspective on what's going on in your day-to-day and -day, your your work life particularly and being able to kind of give that kind of advice I think is really valuable. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well Rich it has been wonderful having you on 3Q tonight. I appreciate Pleasure. you taking the time to chat with me. Thanks so much. And to my 3Q listeners, I know you enjoyed hearing from Rich as much as I enjoyed speaking with him. So stay tuned for next week's episode of 3Q, where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. See you next time. Uh -huh.